Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise. You're listening to Dare Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get to the word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us your word, to, your word, Lord, so that we can study it, Lord, and that we're not confused by it, but Lord, that you give us understanding of all things, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the Word and our focus currently on the book in the book of Acts. So this morning we are in chapter 15, and we are discussing the first 31 verses. So if you're just joining us as your first time or um, you need to get refreshed on that section of Scripture, we strongly encourage you to pause this episode now and take the time and opportunity to read that uh, part of scripture and follow along in the discussion with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now the floor is open for each of you to have the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions you might have. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, LaCharles. Um, the first thing that the Lord is talking to me about is about um, in verse 1 where we see there are the certain men from Judea were telling them that they had to be circumcised. And the Lord was just showing me that this was also correlated to how people believe that they have to do certain acts in order to be saved. Mm-hmm. And that, that was what the um, men from Judea were saying. They were saying that if you do this, we know truly what, you, what you're that you are truly saved and that you truly are turning your life to the Lord, whereas they thought that if they're uncircumcised, there was always a chance of them going back. And the Lord just reminded me of how originally that is what it was used for, because if we look in um, Joshua, when the second generation went to go cross over, um, which river was it? The Jordan. The Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yes, when they went to go cross the Jordan, how they all were circumcised before then. Then they crossed over, so that way they were, I'd say they were disattaching themselves from previous things that used to be. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was also of them, because they had not been circumcised on the way, it was them re-entering their covenant with the Lord. It was the, the younger generations um, entering into the covenant with God. And the circumcision only mattered because that's what God asked for from those people at that time. That's what makes it relevant, not because of the physical act in and of itself, but because God is the one who ordained it. He's the one who said, this is what I desire from you. And even with um, the second generation coming out of um, the wilderness, if the Lord hadn't asked them to be circumcised again at that time, the Lord wouldn't have held them accountable for it. But then he said, okay, before you go in, put this covenant. I want this, this symbol placed on your, your physical body so that you remember me, go ahead and take care of this before you go in and go ahead on into the promised land. 
right? The Lord yes. is the one who brought that up to them. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing is it serves as a reminder, right? But here's the, I'll say the, the distinguishing difference. You have this group of people of certain men, right? And as we continue to read, it was a certain sect or group of Pharisees, right? That were trying to insist upon all these individuals having to come under this outward physical appearance. The law of Moses. Of the law. Mm-hmm. That's religion and this, a spirit of religion, laws and rules and all these other things. Vice, our Lord and Savior, who knows the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Mm-hmm. The outward appearance uh, is nothing, right? The Lord, made, Jesus, made this abundantly clear. We said, you, you clean the outside of the cup, but the inside is dirty. It's not just about the, he said, clean the inside and the outside will be clean also, right? Yes. yes. And, and there is the distinguishing feature. The Lord mm-hmm. always makes the difference distinguishable. Mm-hmm. For those that he cleanses, that he purifies, that he washes with his blood, he does it spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. He doesn't start with the body and then get to the soul and maybe eventually get to the spirit man, right? He yes. begins on the inside. And when he changes that in us, when we allow him to have his way, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, there is an outward or physical manifestation that happens. Mm-hmm. But religion only seeks to, well, if, if it looks like you're doing the right things or and saying the right things, mm-hmm. then they will, man, natural man, will check the box and say, oh, this person has it together. They're, they're actually doing it. Where, again, the Lord knows the thoughts and intentions of the heart. He knows how, how someone's heart is towards him and what he's asked them to do. Right? When you give, don't give begrudgingly or under compulsion, right? Yes. yes. So it's not just the act of doing what the Lord said. It's our heart towards doing his will and what he has asked us to do. Mm-hmm. Makes all the difference. Right. And the circumcision of the heart if you even go back and to Abraham has exactly. always been there. I want your heart to be circumcised is what God was actually saying. That was his intention. But then they exchanged the heart of God for the rules of God, because it, for them, it seemed as a means of, and a way of control of exacting some kind of power over someone else. And they go, I can look at you and see you're out of our group. Right. Either you're subject to the way I think you should be doing it or you're out of the group where God always wanted it to be a heart, a heart, a heart, a heart. Willing submission and change to love God. And then because you love him, you keep his commandments. Exactly. And just just off that, if it's about the circumcision, right, by natural means, which was what they were looking at. 
Well, if you're examining that, we you you've already crossed some boundaries, right? If I can see your, <laughs> you know, Jim Bob circumcision, I, that that should not be readily visible on either side, right? I shouldn't be able to see yes. it, and it shouldn't be available to be seen. Exactly on both on both aspects. Exactly. It, that's that's the one. Um, there's a lot in this though that we have to to look at, um, and what are you gonna say, honey? <laughs> I was looking. I was looking at oh. at our our dear son. His eyes, like, please wait. Okay, well, go ahead, sir. Continue. <laughs> there you can go. I was gonna no, move no. on to something else. Uh, well, no, go, continue. Go I'm ahead. sure we'll go tie ahead. it. We'll wrap. Get, get it out. Yep. Go for it. Go, Le Charles. Okay. Then after that, another thing that I want I want to bring up and found interesting was that at this point, it says that there was no small dispute between um, Paul Barnabas and these people who came to teach them that they had to be circumcised and it related to how you're speaking in the last devotional mommy about how they were trying to say you have to do the certain thing in order to be saved and that paul and barnabas were there and saying okay you don't need to be doing this the lord's been speaking to us about this Mm -hmm. and then other people are just coming in and allowing their members to be used by the devil to come create dispute and strife between them Mm -hmm. and i found it interesting that lois just showed me that it wasn't just instantly they started arguing about it first it was a okay this is not how the lord's leading us the lord's saying that they don't have to do this but then when there's continual teaching of it then it comes to a point where it has to be brought to the apostles meaning that once they continue to argue about it time over time continually then it got to a certain point where they just had to go ask right and then you you see that how the adversary was using that to cause strife separation Mm -hmm. and to break into further sex and groups the body who christ called into one so the people that were thinking i'm doing you a favor god you know i know you really meant to add this or they had not yet heard enough from the Holy Spirit, they hadn't learned enough or yielded themselves enough to the plan and the will of God to know, started talking and trying to teach others prematurely. And the adversary, because he doesn't take a day off on a technicality that I didn't know is <laughs> neither here nor there to him. He'll op- If you open the door, he's going to bust through it and use the opportunity to cause, um, to wreak havoc and try to destroy the will and the plan of God. That's what the adversary does. That's who he is. And he will be nothing different ever. But that's why the Lord says it's important for us to hear the matter entirely, right? Take that time to hear from God entirely. And then also make sure that we're not allowing through our own ignorance, our self-will, our well-meaning intentions, but not founded on the will and the word of God, motivations to be one of those vehicles that the adversary uses to bring harm to the overall plan of God, to bring harm to the people of God, whom the Lord died for and dearly loves. And we don't participate in breaking apart the body of Christ because that was all that the adversary was like, Oh yeah, go ahead. You think you're, you're, you think you're saved now? That's okay. But you're ignorant in your salvation and you're still haughty and prideful. I'll just, I'll just wait a little bit. And as soon as you open your mouth, and start talking that circumcision, I'm just going to weasel right on in there. Right? Yes. So Christ gave us his blood, and he gave us grace. 
And he asked us to be obedient. He wants us to be individually and uniquely obedient, but also obedient in the way he calls his body together. Because when he's at the helm, everything will be done right. When he's calling the shots, not you, me, or anybody else, when Christ is calling the shots, everything will be done well and in excellence. Nothing will be left unfinished. Amen. You have something else, little Charles? Not dad can go. <laughs> you see all his finger bookmarks in there. He's ready to roll. <laughs> well, so there's a lot in here, though, right? Mm-hmm. And about, I'll say, as you were say, saying there, honey, honey, about not participating and breaking apart the church. This section of scripture takes place over clearly a, a considerable period of time. Mm-hmm. And I love how you, LaCharles, brought up about the body got together right? The apostles, and they all got together and said, hey, this is an issue and we need to address this issue mm-hmm. and be in agreement. Mm-hmm. But there's a, another element aspect of, we see here that Paul is literally defending the gospel mm-hmm. and, and what the Lord taught him in his time out in the wilderness with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, he had studied the law literally his entire life. Mm-hmm. And excelled in it. And, and and exactly, knew it forward and backward. He, I mean, he gives his pedigree in scripture, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pharisee among Pharisees and all this other stuff. All right, he was blameless in the law, right? He, he says that very plainly. He was blameless. He knew it forward and backward the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. But here he is exhorting even his fellow brethren in the Lord to understand what the Lord meant and what he was doing in, I'll say, combating religion and a religious ideology of the day. Mm-hmm. Because religion is a thief. It is. It will steal and it will rob and it will suck the life out of the people that partake in it and the ones who are trying to be roped in. It's, it's just a flat-out thief, and, and Christ came to bring life, and life more abundantly. It, exactly. Now, it doesn't say that he's engaging in the argument, right? Yes. So we have to recognize that for our own lives, because he is using this. Who's he? Paul. Okay. He's using this as an opportunity to educate his fellow brethren with revelation that he has received. Right, and we have to acknowledge that there was revelation because mm-hmm. clearly there's a difference between what he is teaching and preaching now and what other Pharisees and the sect of the Pharisees are teaching and preaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and and it yes. didn't just end there. He he's not a, he's not upset. He's he is firm and no. Th- this is what's right. right. This is what the Lord has meant the whole time, even from the beginning. And, it, and again, like I said, it, it doesn't end there because we see this even in Galatians. Uh, it begins in chapter 2 where he, he talks about defending the gospel. But then when we get to verse 11 of Galatians chapter 2, it, as we read in this story in, in Acts 15 about how even Peter went to Antioch, right? And he's yeah. saying, now when Peter come to Antioch, I would stood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles, but when 
they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him. So we have to recognize that as well, right? This is Peter, whom the Lord said, Cephas is Peter, right? When the Lord said, and upon this rock I will found my church, right? Yes. But yet here he is participating with the plan of the enemy to create dissension and division. And right, so Paul is is now, it's reached a point where this has gone on for some time, right? Because we talk about travel, we talk about, especially in the day, they couldn't just jump on a plane and get to their destination in a few hours, mm-hmm. right? So it took time to travel. Mm-hmm. So this, this happened over clearly a, a significant period of time. So you have multiple people traveling and going out and, and continuing to have the discussions and researching the word and allowing the Lord to, to reveal his word in them mm-hmm. and his application for their lives. But then he, in this section of scripture in Galatians, he's, he's continuing to say, hey, don't return to the law. Don't do it. And, and that's significant to us because, again, as you pointed out, honey, religion and a religious ideology only seeks to rob you of what you have been given. Mm-hmm. And, he can, and Paul continues this in Galatians as well, saying uh, the purpose of the law, but and that's in chapter 3. But then in chapter 4. Of Galatians. Of Galatians. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say chapter 4, starting in verse 21. All the way through, well, I'll say it's in chapter 5. I'll say through the end of chapter 5. Paul is, is of Galatians. Paul is adamant about, hey, here's the difference between the covenants. One is under bondage and one is a free woman, talking all the way back to Abraham. Mm-hmm. But then he's exhorting them in chapter 5. He says, it, like he, he denotes the difference. All right, we're not in, in the end of uh, chapter 4. It says, nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, and the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. And then he encourages them. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Mm-hmm. The, that was the whole point. He's saying, hey, the law only is pointing, is what he's getting at. It's only pointed to Christ because he's the only one that could fulfill the law. Mm-hmm. He didn't change the law. That's not what's happening, and that's not even what Paul and Barnabas have preached and taught the, the Gentiles, which are now being converted, right? It's not just that. He's saying, hey, we have been given this freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. And then he further encourages them in uh, Galatians 5, 16 through 18, t- telling them to walk in the Spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Again, we were talking about that earlier in this episode, about it's the inside of the cup, not just the outward physical appearance. Mm-hmm. But because that can be used to deceive people and to manipulate people, to, to get what someone desires in the flesh. But if 
the Lord, and when the Lord, not if, when the Lord truly changes someone, they can't help but see the physical difference, the outward display, or the physical manifestation of what the Lord has done in their life. The fact that we're a new creation when we come into Christ. Amen. So I know we're, we're kind of coming up on time. So let's pause there for today, and we will continue this again in the next episode. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you that you take away all burns, Lord, that you do not burn us with things that are unnecessary, Lord, but that you give us everything that you want us to have, Lord, and that you take away those things that we do not need. And Lord, we also just thank you for your grace and your mercy that you show to us, Lord, as we are learning, Lord, and that you are merciful to us, Lord, all the time, Lord. In Mm -hmm. Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.